The Morning Brew Podcast with Jaffe and Razor, sponsored by Berkshire Bank Home Lending. Where you borrow matters. Well, there are benders, like if you go to, let's say, Las Vegas for two or three days that, uh, you know, are called fun, good benders. And then there are benders that last for, let's say, six weeks, <laughs> not six, five weeks or so. And for the most part, the Boston Bruins are on what you would call a hockey bender. Uh, outside of having to play teams in Ontario, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators to be exact, the Boston Bruins are a perfect 14-0 and this NHL season. Welcome into Morning Brew with Jaffe and Razor, presented by Berkshire Bank, the fine people at Berkshire Bank. We appreciate everything they do. This episode is also made possible by Bickford's Restaurants, Sparks Skate Sharpener. And uh, we will talk about Bickford and Sparks a little bit later. But uh, Razor, holy, what, it's, it's, it's like... The expectation level now is not that you're just going to find a way to win, but they're going to win eventually more or less convincingly. Whether the the score shows that, like the Buffalo game might have only been by two goals, but third period they dominated, right? Uh, the, the Vancouver game, I don't want to say they, they didn't walk all over them. That wouldn't be fair. But when they imposed their will, they won, they dominated the game. This is um, this is beyond. Forget not expecting this. This is I can't remember something like this recently. Uh, I mean, I love and I love a good bender. Yeah, I think everyone needs to go on a good bender I for whatever good they're in into. While. Whatever yeah. they're into. What if it's if it's beer, booze, chocolate, whatever you go mm. go on I got that the bender, food bender whenever you can. Food bender, food, yeah. Yeah. yeah, do that. Um, but a six week bender is a little unhealthy and, yeah, and the guys, the guys that I know that went on six week benders, um, paid for it at some point, but this is something else. Yeah. What the Bruins are doing and they impose their will when they choose, they decide when they're going to win the start is incredible. It, it, it is there. There's not an. There's no word that can describe what they're doing right now because they're making it look so. I, I got so many texts from from NHL guys saying, "Holy smokes, what's going on there?" Because mm-hmm. they're just starting to tune in and like, "Wow, what? How good are those guys?" And and how well they're playing. And it's it, it's it's incredible. It really is. It's it's shocking that they're this good. Right now, especially um, that it's how consistent it's been. I mean, it's not luck at all. We talked about this on Nesson both last night and and tonight, Mm -hmm. um, that these are convincing real wins. They aren't flukes. You've got to have some luck along the way. Well, 
that's part of hockey. That's part of sports in general. Luck is, you know, better to be lucky than good at times, right? And the old mm-hmm. saying, you earn your luck, and sometimes you do. I mean, you do, and then you're going to get unlucky as well. But the Bruins sit at 14-2-0. That's 28 points as of Sunday night. Goal differential of plus 30. Way up there in the league in power play. Not at the top top, but up there in, what, 20, I don't remember, 4% or so, whatever it is. And and their penalty kill is at 90, 91%. That's just been amazing. Vegas sits at 13-3-0. They just lost yesterday for just the third time this season. So they're having another, or not another, having a great start to the season. And the team I think that's surprising everybody is New Jersey at 12-3-0. and And I'm not looking to talk about those other teams per se. But, you know, the Bruins, we obviously have broadcaster bias because we see their games so much. Yeah. I try to see what Vegas and, and New Jersey are doing because I'm like, holy shit, they're, they're closer to the Bruins than I thought that, uh, not that they would be, but other teams would be. And then you recognize that, well, Vegas has had a pretty determined start. There's no question about it. So is New Jersey. Um, but when I, I, I just feel like when I watch the Bruins, I feel like those are almost more convincing the way they're winning. But again, that might be full admission, hand raised. Maybe that's broadcaster bias, and I'm just seeing what I see more than others. It, it certainly could be biased. I, I, you know, both of those teams have a whole lot more to prove than this Boston Bruins group does. Um, starting with Patrice Bergeron, and, and, and yeah, they had a chip on the shoulder, I suppose, with the injuries. But but what stands out to me is how much better the Boston Bruins are than every team they've played. It's it's staggering how much better they are than the teams that they are playing, and these are all NHL hockey teams that should be good. And and you go in, but they're they're a lot better than them, and that's it. It's it's an, it's fascinating, and it's going to really be interesting the next couple of months in how this group continues to build. Because I, I, at the same time we say all these things, th- don't you feel like they can be better? Yes, I do. And that's what's fascinating. Yeah, I, I do think that they, they, they can be better. I feel like they can be better um, with, even though they're scoring on the power play, but with their choices on the power play with regard to entries. Uh, at times, now this might be a five-forward conundrum or issue compared to one in four, one D four forwards. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. I do. I, in Jim Montgomery, didn't even allude to it. He just said he likes what he saw with Charlie McAvoy. I mean, three games in and the rust is probably still there, but we're not seeing it on McAvoy. He's starting now to get the power play time that I think he, A, he deserves, but also it just makes more sense, doesn't it, than the five forwards? As much as I appreciate them trying it, I really do because you can get stale at the NHL and you can get stubborn and not do things. I like that they've tried it. I just don't think you made the point earlier in the night during the game that you have to really take a, a look as to who the opponents are throwing out on the PK to how you want to attack it with five forwards or one in four. And with the emergence of Lindholm, you you have to give him power play opportunities. You have to give Charlie McAvoy opportunities. The, Charlie's making nine point five. Lindholm's <laughs> really, arguably, the best defenseman in the entire world. Yeah, we're going to talk about point. that. Yep. So you have to give both of those guys opportunities 
to score on the power play because what they're up against, who they want to compare themselves to are playing a minute and a half of power play. So you have to find a way to get those guys on the power play and let them get their points. So that on top of the fact that the five person, the five forward unit will work at times and what a, what a, what a luxury to be able to roll them out there in the middle of February on a random night when things aren't going well, just to go for it. But to do it night in, night out, just it doesn't feel like it has the same the j- same jam. It doesn't have the same the pop that it is supposed to happen when you do that. So, so yeah, I agree a hundred percent. You you get McAvoy on one unit, you get Lindholm on the other unit, and you let the guys play. You know, six six penalties a night, five penalties a night. They get five power play minutes a night, and and, and they both deserve it. And they're both going to be better for it. The units, I mean, better for it. Yeah. And you, you talk about wanting to get Hampus and Charlie minutes. I also think not as it just what they want to do, but they need to, uh, they need those minutes. Like they need that, 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 that it's, it's part of the, their, their attitude. It's part mm-hmm. of their, you know, you don't want them sitting. You want them creating because you want them also getting points too, because you want that offensive side of their game to flourish. Now, obviously, we're seeing it with Hampus with another three point game, but you just want it. And I think we're going to see more of that. We're seeing too many gaps. And quickly, as well like they, they're just, they're better at bringing the puck up. That's what they've done their entire lives. And, and yes, Krejci is great. Krejci is so talented, and Pasternak's so talented, and they are. But it's different. They they see lanes. That forwards don't see because of what they've done for the last 25, 30 years of their life. So just to add to that too. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that they won't give up shorthanded breakaways. But in theory, no. in theory, they'll be a little bit a little bit less high risk, a little mm-hmm. bit less of the, well, I know I can do this, so I'm gonna do it. Uh-oh, I didn't do it there. It's gonna be and a little more. And you just it, it, really, it's also a matter of positioning. Maybe it's two feet to the left instead of to the right, but that's just where they see it. So I, I think we're, I know no, we're in a, agreement. That's a great point. McAvoy will defend Tage Thompson better than David Krejci. Right. Every day, all day, all the time. Right. No matter it's, what you say. Like, right. that's just the way it will be. From where he starts and then how, from where the play starts, meaning like in the neutral zone when Tage intercepted or stripped it from Krejci, but then also how he would play the one-on-one, how he would position his body, where he would put his stick. It's just a mindset. It's a different DNA. Forwards F it up 95% of the time because it's, it's you're yeah. just stumbling, bumbling. You're talk, like you look like you've been on a bender. Um, you know, you think you're a good backward skater, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I suck at it compared to these Sunday guys. Sunday night red-eyed faggot. Yeah. <laughs> so you bring up an interesting point. I just want to run through this super, super quick. Um you talk about how much better the Bruins have been than every team that they've played in 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 your eyes. The the season began with a game against Washington. Then they had Arizona, Florida. They found a way at five three to win. They lose to Ottawa. Let's. I, I mean, Ottawa was a, a a Wild West game, okay? And not taking anything away from Ottawa, but I'm not saying it was an aberration, but. Ottawa just was better in in spurts. They were, and the Bruins didn't match it. Okay. So the other only game they lost was Toronto. Is that the best team that we've seen out of this run? I mean, Anaheim, even though they only won 2-1, we know they're much better than Anaheim. Minnesota, they won 4-3. Fleury, that was his best game early on in the season. Um, 
I don't know. I think they're better. Maybe the Dallas game. Maybe Dallas. Maybe. I mean, they beat them 3-1, but again, they were convincing in how they kept going and sticking with it. Running through the other games, Detroit, no. Columbus, no. The Pitt game was amazingly fun. Holy shit, was it fun. But, uh, I mean, does, does, is, is Pitt the next best team that we've seen? The Ranger Rangers. game that took it to them? I mean, but they took it to them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they took oh, yeah. it to they, them. They crushed teams. them. Yeah. Right, so now there's the, there's the Toronto game. And then in the last week, St. Louis, Calgary, Buffalo, and Van. Which one of those teams? I guess it's Dallas. I, I guess. I mean, not taking anything away from Toronto because I, maybe it is Toronto. Although without, what the hell are they going to do with their goaltending up there? I mean, you know. Well, over and, a, and, and, I mean, if you want to go the other way, we can quickly back in. They that was a, That was an interesting weekend for this group. Uh, yep. that they had a lot going on and and I think it wore on them. So, but no, it's um yes, we have to be unbiased in the fact that you could say that the Bruins haven't played the New Jersey that was Devils. That was, they haven't or, played the Las right. Vegas Knights. They haven't right. played Colorado. They haven't played um but the other side you could also say that they've they've snuffed all those teams out and you can only play who you've played. And but but no 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 question we're looking ahead to the Tampa back to you know Tampa Florida the Florida rotation the going out west the they they haven't they've been so that's this leads in this leads into this and then we're going to move back to where we're going to go but coming up after Philadelphia on Thursday and Chicago on Saturday. Don't forget Saturday, Razor and I, by the way, 4.30, we'll be at TD Garden live. Live yep. morning brew at Jaffe and Razor, TD Garden Pro Shop. Fill the Pro Shop up, folks. Can we fill the Pro Shop up? Even if maybe maybe you don't have a ticket, just come fill the Pro Shop, grab a bite to eat, be in the mix. There's going to be, be some, I think, I think there's going to be some fun stuff being uh, displayed there and uh Debuted Jaffe's and, got the 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 T-shirt cannon. He's I might ripping. I, I might maybe. I I might I might get that out. Who knows? But we're gonna have fun. Maybe maybe we'll have a few bags of of. Well, I wish we had more more. Right, by the way, we got some morning brew gear coming up, but it won't be there. But regardless, fun stuff. Make sure you're there. Okay, there's your promo for that. Yeah, four thirty Saturday the nineteenth before the Bruins game. Morning brew at Jaffe and Razor live show from four thirty to five from the TD Garden Pro Shop in North Station. But check this schedule out. After Philly and Chicago Rays. You ready for this now? Love it. Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Tampa, Colorado, Vegas, Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, the Islanders in LA. And LA's playing well. Like those are except and, and I'm, not, I'm not looking past Colorado. Those are that's a that's a holy shit. Like that's a I think now we will see where we're at with the Bruins. And I don't mean that we don't know where we're at with regard to them being good, but do they go through a do they go through a 500 stretch? Do they go through a Look, if they go 600 through that, you say, "Jesus, there's still there's still a bit of a wagon here." Sure. What's what's so the the fascinating part though, right, of the NHL on this day is that the Toronto Maple Leafs have the exact, or sorry, the Montreal Canadiens have the exact same record as Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So okay, if we were but. saying they were going to play Tampa Montreal next, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so but the point is, is that it has the league's gotten thrown in a blender a little bit this season, much more than all of us expected, and it will be interesting if they go when they go through all of the teams and they're still beating everybody. And 
that'll be interesting. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't, then that will start bringing everybody back towards the pack of the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. So yes, it, it's it's intriguing, certainly intriguing, and it's it's the gauntlet that we all looked at. Because remember when we at the start of the season we were like, "Wow, they could keep it 500," but then everyone comes back, and then they have Tampa, Florida, right. Carolina, right. right? Then we're like, "Wow, can they keep their head above water through that as well?" So, um, it, the season keeps presenting challenges, and it will be that that that's exciting for us. I think but, it's, it's very exciting for both of us yeah, to watch great. those I mean, teams. We want Kucherov in the building. We want those teams in the building, and, and where they match up. Yeah, by the way, after that, they still have Florida, Winnipeg. Winnipeg has surprised me. And then they have New Jersey. So they've got a brutally they, – they, it elevates, an elevated schedule after uh, Philadelphia and Chicago. They've got four weeks of tough hockey yeah. coming up. And Van sucks. So, yeah. the, like, that, that, those games are – like, this game tonight was an, a layup. Automatic. So, well, right. It was stuck. a layup as long as let's get to that. It was as long as they showed up in the first period. Unlike what they did in Buffalo in the first period, where they were very just poor execution, very uh, late to the play, so to speak. Very uh, non. You know, in, it, it, it wasn't Bruin hockey. Uh, so second period, Jim Montgomery elects to reunite Bergeron, Marchant, Pasternak. It helps get them going a bit. Bergeron scores going late in the second period, and then the Bruins turn it on in the third. And then into this game on Sunday night, Montgomery keeps the Bergeron line together. He hasn't done that much. He's usually made a line switch in-game, goes back to the other lines to begin the next game. But I think that he stayed with this line to make sure, or at least to give the team the best chance, even though it's so quote quote unquote top heavy, more top heavy. I think he said, look, you guys looked good as the game went on above. Start us off the right way. Start us off the right way and get going. And I mean, we all posture not get five shots in the first. They had opportunities. Uh, they did some good stuff. And I mean, I think it worked. I do. I, I think it was a good choice for this game. Certainly, I agree. And they, they, came out with a purpose and they realized that they can have a strong weekend. Maybe they got their point at the end of the game and they did their thing in Buffalo, but they could really have a good weekend with the game tonight. My question, and I thought of this question in post game for this show actually was Montgomery talking about game planning, certainly the defensive pair for each team. And what a luxury it is for an NHL team to be able to game plan like Bill Belichick does for each team he does. But do you see Montgomery doing this going forward on a consistent basis? Is he really going to take it game by game? And say, after the game, folks, he said, last night we wanted Carlo and Lindholm together because Buffalo's long and fast. So we put those guys together against the Tage Thompson line. Then against Vancouver, they have three lines that can score, so we wanted to go offensive, defensive, defense pairs all the way through. Do you think he's going to game plan on a nightly basis, both on the defense and on the forward line going forward? I do think so. I do. I think it's in his DNA as a coach. Um, I think he, you know, we talked about this a couple of shows ago. Growing up in Montreal, for instance, he talked about watching Scotty Bowman do it and do things regularly, maneuvering lines, pairs, et cetera. And, uh, and, you know, I talked to Barry about that a little bit. And Barry's like, you know, Bowman was 
kind of like the master, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think that he likes it. I think he likes that challenge of uh, finding what combo works against this and that. Um, I think he also feels, I've got to imagine he does, Razor, this incredible luxury of, you know, taking over the bench of this team that has players that are not only great but have great attitude and I think have great hockey IQ and maybe they understand what he's trying to do more than other players would. Maybe they say, okay, we see that I, I get why I'm playing with this guy tonight. And 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 maybe and they maybe motivated. And maybe motivated, it. maybe appreciating it. Um, you know, players like to be coached. They don't like to be told what to do. They like to be coached into good situations where they can be better, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. they I shouldn't say they don't like to be told what to do, but at this level they don't need to be told, you know, what to do. They need to be told what to expect and go play to your strengths, et cetera, that type of thing. And I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but I think they like it. I, I do now. I don't know if they like constantly changing in game. They can only answer that it's working right now, so it's good. If it doesn't work and, and one guy gets impacted more than the other on any team, forget the Bruins. You know how that can sometimes yeah. not go over well. But I, I, I do think that. I think they're playing a lot. I think he's also still continuing to see what he has. That's the other thing. What do we have? Um, you know, look, maybe when you get Forbert back, you don't have to do it as much because then you just say to Cliffy and Forbert, here you go. This is your assignment. And then you just mix around the other guys. But it's it's an interesting thing. It it It, it is. I mean, all buttons right now are being pushed really well. And I think that's keeping everybody happy. Um all right, speaking of happy, I want to talk about uh, Tomas Nosek uh, because we are de- – I said when he scored a goal, we're planning the parade, and uh, oh, we need to make good. it. I also want to talk about Hampus Lindholm uh, and talk about a couple of other things. But first, let's make our sponsors happy and, and, and talk about them quickly. Sparks Hockey at SparksHockey.com is the premier skate sharpening apparatus machine there is in the world right now you can take it you can get it at home buy one for your team whatever you want to do the pros are using it the amateurs are using it they're using it all over razor and i are using it all the time it is the easiest piece of equipment you'll ever use go to sparkshockey.com put in the code morning brew yeah, you'll get $50 off. I'll, I'll, or, you know what? There's also other deals on their website, too, for new customers. I mean, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but go check it out. SparksHockey.com, the place to go. So many different kind of rings. If you want to do a half-inch, five-eighths on your skates, whatever you want to do, they've got all the different stuff. Go check out SparksHockey.com. The other place that we want to talk about tonight is our friends over at Bickford's, home of the Big Apple Pancake Oven-baked apple cinnamon pancake. Uh, people will travel for hours for it to go get. I could uh, I could have really gone for one this morning. Um, they've got everything Today you could want. It was a perfect day for Isn't a little, it? Like, oh, wouldn't this be a, a nice yeah. fall? It's getting cool out right now. You just crank out some pancakes. Oh, God. We should, oh, yeah, you know, we should go up to, to you know, up to... Uh, up to uh, the Burlington one or the Woburn one. They've got two locations. Uh, the one in Burlington is at 6 Cambridge Street, located near Burlington-Woburn line. I 
128 and, and, and Route 3. Uh, the other one's at 325 Montville Avenue in Woburn, right near the intersection of 128 and 93. We should go up there one day because, yeah, you know, if we go there for breakfast, you get the pancakes or the big eggs or whatever. But if you go there for lunch, big half-pound burgers. They've got unbelievable salads, great lobster rolls. Go check out Bickford's.com. And uh, you'll enjoy it. You really were. It, it, you really will. I mean, it's it's a hidden gem. Those restaurants up there. So check out Bigfords.com. There are two locations: one in Woburn, and one in in uh, Burlington. And uh, hey, you know what? The other thing we should promote it right now. We'll put it on the social media too. Um, the Morning Brew sweatshirts. That's right, oh, folks. Morning Brew sweatshirts okay. are ready to go. And uh, what we've decided to do is you go to themorningbrew.com, T-H-E, Morning Brew, B-R-U, themorningbrew.com. Yes, folks, we have our own website. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's our own. I'd say we have. Well, we it's have a website <laughs> with our handle. Yeah, no one can take it from us. No go daddy for us. It's yes. That's it, The Morning Brew. TheMorningBrew.com, and uh, we've got a couple of sweatshirts that we've offered. We're starting slow, but they're good sweatshirts, nice quality, two different colors. Uh, go check it out, TheMorningBrew.com. Sweatshirts are here, and don't forget women's about line. our friends. And a women's, women's you're right, a, a, yeah. a women's cut. If you if you want, you can also you know buy just a regular sweatshirt and wear it too if you're a woman. We don't care, you know, whatever. Hey, just enjoy it. Uh, and also go check out Fazenda. Go check out the Morning Brew Blend. FazendaCoffee.com. The Morning Brew Blend is strong and bold. And I got the seal of approval from my father. Hmm, it's pretty good, actually. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I was just going to mention my mom's in town, too, this weekend. My dad's away. My mom comes down. And she is all over it. She loved it. So she's she got the seal awesome. approved from her as well. So okay. there you go. What a so weekend. Moms, we got the moms and dads. Grandparents are in. Children's, yes, uh, their, their, their children's uh, coffee. I mean, what can it get any better than that? <laughs> it, it just, I'm so proud. Uh, they are. They're like, oh, my God. I don't care if you sell any. They're perfect. <laughs> like, you know. Um, no, but all kidding aside, folks, we really appreciate all the support. It's been great. And, uh, we love doing this and we love, uh, we love our friends and we love our sponsors who have helped us out because they help make it possible. All right. Let's talk about Thomas Nosek. He hadn't scored a goal in how long was it? 300 something days. I don't, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> shitty with numbers. Um, he scores an empty net goal. It was a, he roped it though, man. He, he absolutely, yeah. he zipped it down the it ice. 180 the feet. Yeah. And I mean, if it was if it was squirrel, you know, like in the old days at the old Chicago Stadium when they used to have the the shootout, the squirrel shootout, which was, which was crazy, um, you know, who, he might have he might have gotten a free airplane ticket somewhere. Um, sixty five games, RC tells me. Thank you, RC. Sixty five games for Tomas Nosek between goals. He popped it right in there, shorthanded. They had pulled their goalie, and <laughs> the guy was so. He was so relieved that he didn't look relieved. I, I think you know he tapped himself in the head with his stick. Like maybe it was, maybe it's just kind of like that that Central Europe kind of real stoic look. You know what I mean, man? That check. He wouldn't crack a smile whatsoever, Razor, after he scored the goal. Like he was, he was. I'm I'm keeping a <laughs> stern look on my face. I'm like, I wanted to see him smile. <laughs> I, I think it's. He's so happy, and it's it's glad it's over because it, it does. It, it's obviously weird on him the whole thing, and and the fact that the, all the bench knew that he was the guy that needed to score the goal. Uh, but you also, 
you would you would have to be a real card to be the one celebrating that. I think the hockey culture is kind of that one where you want to get the overtime goal for your first one, and then you can go bananas for the for that for the empty netter. You're just like, all right, it's 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 a goal, but I still want to score on a goalie uh, mm-hmm. and really celebrate that one. But uh, you could see the relief. There was a lot of relief in that. As much as there was no smile, there was no. Uh, a real jumping into the bench or jumping into the glass excitement. There was that. That was just straight relief. Uh, and I think, been. yeah, that I think that's what it, more than anything. Actually, now that I'm talking my through this, anybody who goes a really long time, even if they do score that goal, perfect breakaway goal, it's relief more than anything. And that's what he. That's what he showed. Yeah, and it's a reward in some ways for the fight that he got in we let's not quibble over was it really a fight or not you know earlier when Pasternak got hit he was there he didn't hesitate he stepped up uh immediately uh David Pasternak got hit real hard by Kyle Burroughs albeit a very clean hit um Mm -hmm. and um we can debate the the need for having to fight you know after labeling a big hit but you know, we would say, uh, you know, it, 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 Burrow seemed willing. That was one thing. Nate, I don't know how much yeah. choice he had, given that Thomas was right there. But, um, you know, if it was Quinn Hughes that got hit, he, you know, it, it would have been, been the same thing, same thing the, the, the other way. He got hit. I just loved, I did love the immediacy of it by Tomas. Um, and he said post-game, paraphrasing, this is my teammate. This is my great friend. This is what we do. We play for each other. And he didn't think about it, and it's his first fight ever. It was just a reactionary thing. And I do think, I do think this was the hockey god saying, you know, we're going to give you the empty netter, and you're not going to shoot it 180 feet and hit post like he's had a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, Could exactly. you imagine if he hit the post? Holy oh, shit. Man. I mean, again, I, I I was celebrating up there like I scored it. Like I haven't celebrated a goal in, <laughs> I don't know, 30, 25, 20, 15 years anyways. And I just celebrated no six goal. That was great. But you're, you're, that's basically where the NHL is, right? It's the big hit and then someone jumps in. That That's mm-hmm. not necessarily that either one of us love that right. that much and right. not necessarily something that either one of us grew up seeing and and believing and expecting but that's kind of that's just where the nhl is now that's that's how these guys uh, monitor the game i suppose is the best way of putting it and and nosik jumped in no no thoughts there there's other teams around the league that that you might not get a guy like nosik to jump in on that he might Mm -hmm. wait for someone else to jump in and uh, i think it goes to what each other think of each other on this team and, and what they think of David Pasternak, certainly, but um, good on Nosek, and, and he certainly got rewarded by the gods. It, it, that's how hockey works. It really Absolutely. is. AJ Greer back in the lineup after missing a handful of games as a healthy scratch, only played 837, had four hits in that time. The reason he only played 837 is he spent five minutes in the penalty box. Actually, a little more he was off the ice, too, because he had to get his hand fixed. Um, I'm guessing it was cut in his fight with the uh, Pud Colson kid. Uh, Vasily Pud Colson uh, only played three shifts, 205. Uh, not a fighter either. Didn't no. seem to hesitate, though, when A.J. Greer, after he hit Greer and they collided and there was a, a push or a call it a cross check, 
Greer right away was ready, and Pat Colson seemed willing. But Pat Colson, although he did give one, he did he gave him. I felt like he connected on one with with Greer. Greer got at least two really good ones in on him, and he's hurt. We know that. that he, yeah, that he, 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 he ate a few. He, he got cut open. As I'm sure you know, whether it's concussion or the cut couldn't get fixed. Could, I mean, he got smoked. Um, I guess good on him for doing that on a team that's struggling. And I guess he wanted to provide a spark and show that he cared as well. Uh, he ate a few and hopefully he's okay. Um, and, and I guess on the, on the, on the spin side, AJ Greer got everybody going. He had a good first period, but you also worry about his hand and, and where that puts him because he didn't play much after it either. So it wasn't like the coaching staff really rewarded him for, for what that was. And that could possibly be because of the injury. Yeah, he had the hand um, fully gloved, black glove to go with black and gold, obviously. Um, <laughs> and he had it in the glove. I wonder how much the that... Michael Jackson glove. That's what I said. Yeah, it looked like Michael there. Jackson there. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, I'm, tr- I'm looking this up. He played three shifts in the third period. And uh, actually, he had one, two, three, four. He had five shifts in the second period. So, but uh, you know, five minutes in the box again, a little more than that off because he had to get the hand fixed too. So, I mean, in theory, Razor, if he didn't spend the fight there, he could have, uh, you know, in the box, he may have gotten his ten minutes, eleven minutes. So, it's just interesting to see. We'll see how that heals. He loves the scrap. He loves the crowd. He's he is emphatic about it too. He loves, you know, getting them getting yeah, them going in the crowd. Yeah, they're getting him. All right, let's let's talk about this because I think this is the the big thing that we should talk about before we wrap up this morning brew with Jaffe and Razor. Where, Hampus Lindholm, where he is in the league, right? You you talked about you know could he be, you know, is he the 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 right up there in the top defenseman in in the league right now? And it's hard to argue that he that he isn't. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious razor with i mean again to our eyes we see him all the time but when you look at what i like to say touch points right where where a guy touches the game you know how often does he touch the game that's why i say marshan last year i kept saying is arguably uh you, you know to for for me the best player left winger in the world and there's other great ones no question about it but they don't touch the game in as many ways as he does between power even strength power play penalty kill etc right now just 16 to 17 games into the season can you can almost make that same argument with Hampus Lindholm um I still think Kel McCarr when I say is the best defenseman in the world I just do. Um, I, I think. Well, he's, he's coming off a of con Smythe, right? Like that. 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 That's recent. Like that. The that Norris happened. and the con Smythe. Yeah. Yeah. That just happened, and he's amazing, and he's electric. Cal McCarr, Roman Yossi's electric offensively. He can move the puck, and he can do things. And uh, but, but so, minus, so right now, Roman Yossi. Just, yeah. I mean, not to pick on Roman, just to use the like the start. Is a yep. minus nine. Hampus yes. Lindholm is a plus eighteen, and, and Yossi with only nine points. Lindholm seventeen points right now, tied for and, third. And that's a great point, and we need to put this up on Thursday, um, and we need to figure it out ourselves. Is that um, we put up the points, the leading point scorers? Hampus Lindholm's tied for second behind Carlson at twenty one, 
but we didn't talk about how he's plus 18 leading the entire National Hockey League. I'd like to see where the other guys fall in on the plus minus. I'll give you I'll give you a little something else. Shea Theodore is the next at defense at plus fourteen. Yeah, but, you know Shea, and Shea, I, I think Shea's a hell of a defenseman. I think he's had. Well, one you of want those him years. on your team? There's fucking yeah. no, there's no question. You want him on your team? Eleven points on the season. I mean, right now, as look, I think Adam Fox can continue to be highly recognizable as one of the top guys in the league. Twenty five minutes a game. Lindholm's at twenty four twenty one. McCarr's at twenty six eleven. Again, I, where I go back, though, if you want to talk about best all-around defenseman as of today, I, and I'm pumping the brakes and all that stuff. We're not getting hyper, too uh, too hyper. What's it, what's the term? High much too much hyperbole hyperbolic. or everything? Hyperbolic. Yeah, hyperbolic. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, but that's my you, junior hockey education right there. You know, you know what? It's 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 impressive, buddy. You continue <laughs> to impress me. Of all the defensemen in the top ranked in the NHL with regard to the points and the guys that you consider for all-around defensemen. Hampus Lindholm has the most cumulative time on ice for shorthanded time on ice at 45.03. That, I like that so, stat. Okay, That's like, the stat right there. Uh, okay, I, like I think Jacob Slavin's a great defenseman. I do, and he's played 48 minutes shorthanded, but he doesn't have the offensive game that we're seeing from Lindholm right now. Um, the guys that lead the the pack for shorthanded time on ice in the NHL, I'll give you their names. Essa Lindell. Okay, would love to have him, but he's you know he's that type of demon. Scott Mayfield, another guy. I'd love to have rounding out my decor, like a uh, column number four, right? Is Derek jo- Forbert, which is going to be exciting when he gets back. Right. Josh right. Brown of Arizona is third most shorthanded time on ice for defensemen. The, the Boston Bruin. Legend, Legend Josh Brown. I kid, I kid, we kid. 56 minutes. And then you go down, there's some other really good ones. By the way, Connor Clifton, Cliffy baby, is number nine in the NHL as far as defenseman for cumulative shorthanded time on ice. He leads the Bruins at 50 minutes, 52 seconds. What an effing year this kid has had so far. But as you go down the list, there's some other great defensemen. Uh, Orion McDonough, as I already said, Slavin. Sergachev, okay, Mikhail Sergachev is nice at 47-48, but none of those guys have put together the season so far that Hampus Lindholm has had, and he's at 45-03, Razor. So to me, that just, I mean, they've all all the other big boys, the McCars, the Foxes play a ton of power play time. Lindholm's getting some. Again, we already explained some. He's gotten more. He's been the second unit guy. But I just like the, the penalty kill. I, I, I do, and I, I think right now, Barely, almost a quarter of the way into the season, you'd say he's had a stellar start. Where the hell it goes, folks, who knows? Who knows? But he's had an amazing start. I thought he would be good. To I thought he'd be great, actually. I did. I thought he'd be great for this team. I didn't think he'd be this dynamic. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He he. There, so the, the I guess the best way to put it is no one in the NHLs made a jump to the top tier like him. Mm-hmm. In any of the positions, maybe I mean, you, I guess you could argue Linus Allmark's made a jump into the top tier, but Jesper Hampus, Brad, Jesper Brad has done it with scoring. Yep, up, front. Uh, okay. up front. So there, there's those are the three names, the three Swedish guys. There you go. The Swedish guys always find a way because <laughs> that's what they do. But but Hampus Lindholm's made the most sexiest jump to the elite defenseman. There's no one else, and it's it's being noticed around the league you're in the circle everyone's talking about him yeah yeah it is true i mean he's really he's really elevated the game 
Uh, I guess Tage Thompson would be another one. I'm just thinking of other guys that has done some yep. great stuff recently. The, the kid Marty Natchez with the Carolina. But you're right, from a defensive perspective, he has catapulted. Hampus has catapulted himself uh, into uh, a, a different level, into an elite stratosphere. Um, and, it, and it's great to see. Um, all right, just to uh, wrap this one up, the Bruins uh, coming off two wins. You have Saturday night. Uh, in Buffalo, you have Sunday night at home over the Vancouver Canucks. They continue to keep the opponents to two goals a game, right? One in, I mean, you know, uh, I know I know it was one goal in Buffalo. It was two goals against Van. Um, one goal against Calgary. One against Calgary. What did they give up against St. Louis? Jeez, I, my memory. That was one was too, wasn't it? That was one as well, I think. I mean, yeah. It seems like a month and a half ago, that game. Doesn't it? It's 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 just impressive stuff, and uh, we love it. We love talking about it. This has been a, a fun show. Obviously, winning makes things a, a hell of a lot more fun. A reminder, folks, we have a scheduled interview with a Bruins player on Wednesday. Uh, the reason I'm not saying it exactly, because you never know what's going to happen, and I don't want to say something that doesn't, but we have a scheduled interview on Wednesday, and then the next brew after that will be November 19th, Saturday. We remind you as well that that is a pre-show, a pre-game show, a little different brew. We'll call it a special brew, and it's going to be a live show uh, at the TD Garden Pro Shop, 4.30 to 5 o'clock, 5 to 5.10, and it's going to be streamed live on both the Bruins website, uh, Facebook, and the um, Nesson uh, Facebook page. So we're, it's, it's going to be live streamed there if you can't make it there. But make sure, hey, if you're going to the game, yeah, as Razor said, even if you're not, come on down and enjoy. There's some great food down in that area. Not too, just get yeah, something exactly. to eat. Just come and grab a bite. Hang out with us. Beer. We'd love yeah. to see you. We'd love to say hi. Maybe we'll have a special guest or two. We don't know. But right now, special things happening with the Bruins. Their Boston Bruins are 14-2. and two. What a start to the season. Razor and I will, uh, like I said, plan on talking to you middle of this week with a Bruins player interview. That's the plan. And if not, we'll update you on that. Thank you to Berkshire Bank, our presenting sponsor. Thank you to Sparks and Bickfords. Please go check them out. Speaking of checking out, go check out our sweatshirts at themorningbrew.com. I think you will like them. They are available as of Monday for order. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Monday. Bruins have it off. And if you can have it off, well, you know what? Have an extra cup of coffee. 